This is My Geek Profile, a My Geek Culture podcast where we chat to various personalities of the Australian entertainment industry who have entertained us over the years. My name is Matt Fulton, producer, editor and host. I've been part of the media landscape for more than 15 years and I love finding out more about people who have been on television, movies, music, radio, just to see what makes them tick as well as entertain. If you've ever visited the Gold Coast or Dubbo in the last 15 years, you'll know the following guest. He's either spoken in your ear, consumed food in your presence, or shown you how to have fun overseas. Allo Baker loves to entertain. You'll hear him on the radio, making viral videos showing off the best places to eat, and travelling with his mates to the US and getting up to shenanigans. Oh, within legal reasons, of course. He's already produced two travel shows for Foxtel and Seven Mate, Aussie Dream Livers Alaska and Texas, where he was given a few cameras and filmed his road trips with his mates to explore the excitement on what the locations have to offer. Now he has a new TV series out where he's flying solo, The Food Dude, a fun new series where Allo travels to various parts of Australia to consume food and festive delights. And I'm not talking fine dining, I'm talking all-hands consumption. But why food? Other than radio, he has a background in the hospitality industry. But I'll let Allo explain more when he gave up his time to have a chat. Allo Baker, thanks for joining. Hey, thanks for having me, Matt. Now, you've got an extensive radio career. So how far back did you actually start in radio? Uh, Back in 2008, I was at a leadership management conference with a girl who was driving the freebies car for a radio station in Dubbo. And um, she... (laughs) She hated driving the car, giving out free stuff. And I said to her, how could you hate doing that? That sounds like the coolest thing ever. And she, she literally said to me, oh, if you want to give it a crack, why don't you come and give it a crack? And I rocked up the next day and uh, gave out free stuff. And I think I was on air about three days later. <laughs> oh, well, so were you doing casual stuff or part-time, full-time announcing? Or did you build your personality up from there? Yeah, so I, I started off um, not getting paid at all. I was just a volunteer driving the car, giving out free stuff. And and I was doing that about twice a morning, so I'd go into the station at about six in the morning, and um, I was running a pizza business uh, outside of that and selling foam Optus. So I'd go to the radio, uh, drive the car, give up free stuff. By about eight thirty, I was at the Optus shop opening for the day, and then by about five pm, I was at the uh, the pizza shop until about eleven pm, and that was pretty much my life. But um, I really wanted to do the radio, and I just uh, invested time into that, being um, a volunteer. And you know, within about a week or two, that led to you know, doing the afternoon show on a volunteer base. And I actually did that probably as a volunteer for about a year and a bit before um, I got hired as a full-time on-air announcer. What stations have you actually worked for in Australia? I've typically, for the majority of my career, I've only ever really worked for Southern Cross Stereo Station. So I did do a couple of stints uh, at Power FM for Grant in Nara, but for the most part, I started in Dubbo um, under Austereo and then... Um, Moved over to Canada, did a little bit of radio in Canada, but uh, took another Austereo job in Bunbury, Western Australia. Moved to Bunbury where I took up the West Australian Network. That was my first network job. Um, and then naturally, uh, the next job was the um, the network job out of the Gold Coast Hub uh, in Broadbeach as um, they needed a network announcer and I had network skills. So um, jumped to Gold Coast and then that led to doing Gold Coast Workdays as along with various other sort of stations remotely around the country and and then, uh, you know, back where it all started, back in Dubbo. Now, you mentioned Canada. 
Now, how long were you in Canada for and uh, what brought you to Canada? What drew you to Canada? I just love North America. <laughs> I went there uh, on a stint once when I was younger with a mate and um, we just loved everything North America. And uh, when I first got married with my wife, we went back over and um, I predominantly worked on summer camps, but summer camps in Canada have radio stations. Or like, oh, wow. People might not realise, but they, yeah, they have full on actual functioning broadcasting radio stations. So I got to do uh, a little bit of radio in Canada um, and uh, that led me to be able to sort of not do a lot of work with other radio stations, but it led me to have connections with radio in Canada. So I got to, you know, go into Virgin, you know, radio in Toronto and um, and check out those stations and, and meet a heap of really cool people in the biz, which is, I guess, 90% of the of the media industry is meeting people and, and making connections. Even though you've got radio in your blood, now you've made TV shows, which... I have. <laughs> which, I have. So what, what, uh, what background in TV do you have? Uh, well, I mean, previous to radio, nothing at all. In fact, I would attribute my entire um, television background to a backbone in radio, and I think that just comes from having an understanding of how um, broadcast media works uh, and, you know, a little bit of an understanding of, of how to create content, which obviously I learned in radio, and I was able to uh, cross-apply that to um, TV, which is really, really cool. Um, and so, obviously, being in radio, I had uh, mutual connections across the board because everyone in media has worked in every other area of media at some point, and I was able to use those connections, I guess, to, to pitch shows. Um, and from there, you know, ended up with uh, my own show, and, you know, now I've had a couple of shows on, on TV, and just going from there, I guess. So the shows that you've created are Aussie Dream Livers in Alaska and also in Texas. Now, when you did Alaska, how was the preparation to create that show? A lot of uh, a lot of it, dare I say, was winging it because we hadn't really prepared a show. Um, so I'd made friends with the channel manager at National Geographic Channel, who at the time was Jerry Butterfield, and um, I just said to him, look, uh, I have this idea for a show. And it wasn't anything highly intelligent or that hadn't been done before. Uh, so my mate and I, who I mentioned before, who I travelled uh, across North America with, when we were travelling, we said we were doing a lot of things and filming it on our phones and whatever, and we were like, how cool would it be if we could actually make this into a TV show? And so we'd saved a bunch of that footage, and I'd actually made um, kind of like a reel, and we sent this to my friend that was uh, the channel manager at National Geographic Channel, and he looked at it and said, look, I think you're actually onto something here. I think you could actually make a show he's like it you know it might not be a big show but he's like it's a couple of guys having fun your humor is pretty clean um you understand media so you understand you know uh content and creating content and uh he just said how about you how about you you know see how you go we're going to go over there on a holiday anyway and so my mate and i we booked our flights and uh the guys at nat geo gave us uh no i think they gave us like eight gopros and a couple of cameras and said look Go have fun, come back and, you know, see what you come up with. And, and, and that was how the show started. And we came back and, and we showed them the content and they worked with us a little bit on editing it. Um, you know, I had to learn a lot of editing skills. <laughs> I spent a lot of time <laughs> on YouTube. Um, but uh, from there, we showed them the content and they, were, they thought, you know, there was something really to it. And they said, look, it's not really right for National Geographic Channel, but we might be able to fit this somewhere else on Foxtel. Um, and sure enough, we got the show on A&E, and, and that was the start of uh, the Aussie Dream Livers journey. A couple of years later, you went back and you checked out Texas. So, so the process uh, with that was um, Channel 7 actually said to us they really wanted to air the show, 
Um, and that was because I'd made connections while living on the Gold Coast with, um, they, they did local productions uh, in Brisbane, which was Creek to Coast and uh, shows like that, Queensland Weekender, and I got to get in with the team and I went along to a few things with them and, um, and naturally from there that progressed to um, getting to know the right people. And so I just said, look, we did this show in, in Alaska if you want to air it because it was coming to an end on Foxtel. And, and they're like, yeah, this is great. And they're like, do you want to do another season? We're like, yeah, sure. So um, that was how Aussie Dream Livers Texas was born. So we, we did another season and, and, yeah, got to go to Texas and same kind of a thing. It's a couple of Aussie mates. We're traveling around. We're experiencing the culture, the food, meeting uh, meeting people, you know, getting ourselves into trouble, you know, rattlesnakes stuck in the car and um, things like that. And, and, and it just naturally, it just organically became um, a second series to the show. And, you know, the best part is just had a heck of a lot of fun doing it. Now, watching the shows, I've noticed that uh, you guys, uh, your, your friends Johnny Gimley um, they, and yep. yourself, you just consumed food like no tomorrow. <laughs> and I've noticed that you really didn't put on weight. So good on you for your calorie burning. <laughs> so. it's, it's not fully true. I, I do, <laughs> as I'm getting older, I am, I am putting on weight. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a shame because I do like eating a lot of food, which ironically is what my latest TV show is all about. <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking into, which is the food dude. And, yeah, please explain what your new show is all about. So the, the new series is... Most part, it's a bit of an overview of Australian offerings in food, and you know, yeah, sure, I do the odd challenge or whatnot in there. There's two meter pieces in there. There's three kilo steaks. There's all sorts of things like that. But it's also um, predominantly it's about just showcasing the best stuff that Australians, uh, Australian foodie businesses, have to offer. And so often people showcase, you know, the big city businesses. A lot of people don't often showcase the smaller regional Australian businesses that make really good food. Um, and, and despite the fact that, you know, COVID has hit, bushfires have hit, more recently flooding has hit, and, um, and so it's really took a hit to local businesses. And so this show is kind of about giving these businesses love, showing them off to Australia and um, eating a heck of a lot of good food at the same time. <laughs> well, is there any food that you do not like and yet you were encouraged to eat it for the show? Uh, there's food. Uh, like for the most part, I try to stay really open-minded. You know, it's, you know, you're trying to be a food taster for the people. You want to give everything a bit of a try. Uh, it was the only the only thing that I'm I'm a huge carnivore, and I'm not anti-vegetarian meals, but I will always choose a carnivorous meal over a vegetarian meal any day. There was a couple of times where I had some vegetarian um, dishes, and I was like, you know, these are really really good. <laughs> so I, I I never walked away from anything thinking, oh, that was horrible. I don't think I had one segment where that happened behind the scenes, but um, I certainly was relatively open to trying just about everything. That's amazing, man. So because you mentioned at the beginning of our chat that you actually uh, were part of a, or you ran a pizza place, so you've always had a bit of a passion for food in your life, correct? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Before before radio, yeah, I ran a pizza place. I was a sushi, I don't know if you call it a sushi chef, but I made sushi and I was the only sushi uh, maker in the town I grew up in, and um, and so I had a sick day, so there was no sushi. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I learned to make sushi. I, I I love pizza. I love all sorts of food. You know, growing up on a beef farm, my dad had uh, pure breed, uh, I mean Angus beef. It was always high quality beef, and um, and I think that just kind of started me on the journey of, of loving food. A lot of people might not agree with my love of food because I do love cheap, nasty food too. Like uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid to eat. 
uh, you know, nasty, greasy, cheap food, but I also um, know what good food is, and yeah, and, and I guess that's what that started from my background. Now, with COVID, that's obviously affected everyone travelling interstate yeah. or anything else, like, well, not interstate, overseas. Now, say once the food duty is over, do, or do you plan to create more seasons if that's possible? Yeah, I'd love to. And COVID has been a real problem with filming because I couldn't get into certain states. I couldn't get into Queensland for quite a while. I couldn't get into Victoria until, honestly, the last two months, oh, wow. um, which has been an issue when, when you've got a timeline of six months to film a show and you know the country goes from being in full lockdown and then each state is juggling. You know, I, There was one instance where I was driving to Victoria. We're about four hours into a road trip to Victoria and Daniel Andrews, is the, obviously the guy running the state in Victoria, uh, gets on the news and says he's closing the state down. So we had to turn around and drive back. We just spent eight hours in the car and didn't even film one segment. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, there was a lot of moments like that where it was quite frustrating trying to film. We'd, we'd had all these, you know, we'd had accommodation booked and then we had to miss it because, of, you know, things were locked down and the states were changed. So um, that was probably the big frustration um, with filming this series. Uh, and, and predominantly that wouldn't be a problem because COVID's been such an unusual out-of-the-box thing. Moving forward, I like the idea of, um, uh, you know, making more series and, and, and I mean, obviously, I'm going to see how this series does and, and how people resonate with it. And um, I think the good thing about this particular show is that people can see themselves on it. They can see their aunties who are running these businesses or their uncles and, you know, the family members who are waiting on the tables and whatever. It's, it's a real chance where everyone can have a bit of an ownership on the show, and I really like that. Um, so moving forward, I really like the idea to make more um, seasons of the show, but I guess we just have to wait and see, um, you know, how the Australian people take the show, I guess. Say uh, COVID's over and we can yep. fly back overseas, we can do whatever we want, and your production company receives a unlimited budget to say, hey, make another season of Aussie Dream Livers. Where would you go? Oh, gee, I don't know. I'd have to ask the boys. <laughs> 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 They'd be like, you can't make these decisions without us. We talked about a few different options. Obviously, uh, Johnny is a dead-set Alaska lover. I mean, I am too, but he just wants to go back to it. He's like, we should do another Alaska season. Yeah. <laughs> um, which none of us would disagree with because we love Alaska that much. Uh, there was talk about doing Alaska to Miami, like the Florida Keys, the full diagonal drive right across the state, which would be really cool. Um, but if we had to keep to the state theme, I don't know, you know, maybe like a, a, a Tennessee or maybe we could do... Um, a Hawaii or something like that. There's so many options. The best thing is in America, you know, you've got a, you got you know, at least 51 whatever seasons <laughs> yes. you could do, really. So um, I don't know. I'd have to talk to the boys, but uh, there's, there's, definitely, there's definitely a desire there to do it at some point. Hello, Baker. Thank you for chatting. Thanks so much for having me on the show today. You can catch the Food Dude screening on 7 Mate. Check your program guide for more. Also, you can see his Aussie Dream Livers travel shows streaming on 7 Plus. Thanks for listening to My Geek Profile podcast for mygeekculture.com.au. This podcast is produced by Matt Fulton Productions, mattfulton.com.au.